Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up today and get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. With us today is Fred Barnes. I love the headline on the piece, Fred, who will end up with heartburn? Uh, I can tell you, Republicans have been feeling heartburn for a long time with this president. Well, they're going to feel more of it if they think that uh, President Obama is serious about meeting them halfway or even something close to that. Uh, in order to have a, a grand bargain on reducing spending and uh, uh, lowering the deficit, uh, because that's not what he's interested in. What I don't understand is how it can even be taken seriously, this notion of the charm offensive when you have sources in the White House saying, we're just doing this for the press. And also, I don't get, it's kind of like if you've ever had anyone who had an addiction problem in your family, you know you know they're on the straight and narrow, and they get off the wagon, they come back, and you can see where they really are. President Obama's antipathy towards Republicans has been so obvious for four years. Is it really going to disappear in four days? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you know, he... He obviously doesn't like Republicans, doesn't like to spend time with them, in fact, avoids that. Actually, he doesn't like to spend a whole lot of time with Democrats in Congress either, but he, <laughs> but he has a, a particularly animus toward uh, Republicans. So he's doing this uh, purely for show. Uh, and the thing that really uh, demonstrates that is, is the fact that he has now endorsed the Senate Democratic budget. It is a ludicrous budget. It has none of the things that uh, Obama talks about that he's interested in. Entitlement reform, it doesn't have any of that. It does what Democrats always do, and that's to uh, cut the fees again for providers, you know, doctors and hospitals, which means only one thing, uh, and that is that fewer doctors and fewer hospitals will even want to take part in Medicare. Uh, and they'll drop out, and then it, you know, it counts as a spending cut, all that money in Afghanistan for the war there after the war stopped and the money was never going to be spent. Uh, and it, it is, even doesn't even have a net spending cuts over 10 years. Uh, they, in other words, it's a complete fraud, yet he's endorsed it. Wait, the Senate's... Well, first of all, we have to say thank you to the Senate for doing a budget for the first time in 1,400 days. But you're saying that they don't cut spending at all during that 10 years? The net is, no, they cut it some, but, but they add spendings. So the net on spending is oh. that it... it uh, increases it rather than reduces it. You know, I'm watching people, you know, who are trying to pay their bills, who've gone through this tough economic time, who've all made cuts, who've all made sacrifices. And I hear so much frustration with them. It's not about the issue of should the cut be the White House tours or should the cut be the military. It's that they really feel like no one is washing in Washington is serious about having the government join the same economy that the rest of, the, of us are living in, Fred. Well, that, look, uh, that's a correct perception on the part of the American people, and I agree that that's, uh, that's the way they feel. And, and here's where uh, President Obama makes a mistake, and that is uh, clashing with the, uh, the view of the public that, that there is plenty of, of room for every agency in government to cut 2% or 5% or something, uh, that there's plenty of fat there, and everybody knows government workers don't work as hard as, as people in the, in the private economy or on, t on the radio or in mm -hmm. publishing or any of those things. Uh, so... Uh, he's clashing with the public on this, and that, uh, uh, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why his uh, approval numbers have been dropping. You know, now they're below 50 percent, some of them as low as 45, 44, 43 percent. Uh, that's the danger zone for him. But there are issues where the president could work with Republicans. In your column, you mentioned, for example, uh, boost, that there is a case for a boost in taxes through tax reform. Well, he wants that, but that's not what a tax reform has historically been or the way Republicans perceive it. And that is that, or envision it the way it was in 1986, the last time we had tax reform. And what it, 
what tax reform has always been. You get rid of all the tax breaks and special interest provisions and preferences, uh, and you, and you do when you do that, then you can lower the rates on individual income in particular, but also on corporate income. That might be separate, but you lower the rates. That's what happened in 1986 when there was a, an agreement between Republicans and Democrats, people like Bill Bradley when he was a senator, and even Dick Gephardt and, and uh, uh, Congressman Rostenkowski, who was chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, and they lowered the top rate to 28%. Well, now, uh, at least for the uh, the, uh, the so-called uh, 1%, uh, it's back over 40%, or it's 39 the point six percent, but when you add in other things, it's over forty percent, um, and that's what Obama wants to do. And he wants to use tax reform as a tax uh, cash cow to raise money, and not to do what it's always done in the past, and that is to lower, uh, get rid of the tax breaks and lower the rates and spur the economy so it will grow in a robust and uh, sustainable way. When President Obama said to George Stephanopoulos the other day that he doesn't want to balance the budget for balance's sake, but rather, you know, he says sees a growth agenda out there somewhere. Do you think the average American seized upon that balance for balance's sake and that they realize that the president has zero interest in balancing the budget? Well, they probably don't, but they uh, they should have. And, I mean, you do balance. And not only do you balance the budget just because uh, then you'll be uh, spending no more than you take in. Right. Uh, but there's another reason. When you say when you balance the budget, it's the message you send. It's the message you send to markets. It's the message you send uh, uh, to the economy, and that is that uh, you're responsible, you're disciplined, uh, you're not going to let government uh, get so bloated that it will uh, take up too much uh, of national income and squeeze out the private sector, and, and the result being a much weakened economy. When I, hear a, when I hear a president say, I don't want to balance a budget for balance's sake, it's like hearing a cop say, I don't want to arrest criminals for criminals' sake. Excuse me, isn't this part of your job? Well, he doesn't see his job. Look, uh, uh, President Obama says that there's not a spending problem. Uh, president Obama says he doesn't want to balance the budget uh, just for the sake of doing that. Uh, but we know there's one thing he wants to do, and it comes up every time, and that is he wants to raise taxes. Uh, you know, at some point, when you keep raising taxes, remember, he raised taxes by more than $600 billion because of the fiscal cliff. Republicans, anyway, calculate, and I think this is roughly true, that Obamacare, uh, uh, a part of which is beginning the planning and so on, begins this year, uh, will raise another $1 trillion in taxes. Uh, and the president's talking about now a second $600 billion in tax increases. If, all, if this uh, further $600 billion is passed... Then, uh, then you're in a situation where you're really crushing the economy. In other words, I mean, you raise taxes, you raise them so much, uh, you, one, you can't do tax reform, and secondly, uh, uh, people stay out of the economy, uh, uh, businesses don't invest, and it's a mess. One last question for you, Fred Barnes. Who do you think right now, based on what's, what's happened with the sequester and the sequester terror that never arrived and with the president's uh, back-and-forth message on uh, tax, uh, on uh, working with uh, Republicans, who do you think is winning the day-to-day, in-the-ditch fight between the Republicans and the Democrats today? Well, today Republicans are winning, but they're not winning by a whole lot. I think they could do a lot better if they were not just the party of spending cuts, which 
which people favor, but be the party of spending cuts and also the party of economic growth and opportunity. I was talking to Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, the, uh, the new senator, uh, just a couple of days ago, and he said, look, Republicans need to tattoo on their hand uh, uh, growth and opportunity. They need to have a more positive message along with their uh, message about cutting spending. Uh, Fred Barnes, thanks so much for joining us on today's Weekly Standard Podcast. Remember, this podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up today and get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. Check WeeklyStandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.